untapped talent on cliffcentral.com. Let's get this going. It's a few minutes past 9 a.m. right here. It's a Friday nochal uh, on cliffcentral.com. Thank you so much for having me on. My name is Sia Sangwenifen, and this is Untapped Talent. Very, very exciting stuff. For the next hour, we'll be engaging in interesting conversation with these talented up-and-comers who make us feel either inspired or be very, very horrible about ourselves. But listen, we're here to salute them, so that's why I'm excited today. First and foremost, um, I'll be chatting to an up-and-coming artist who's actually performing tomorrow uh, so I'll have her on the line. Her name is Lisa Golden. So I'm very excited to chat to her because she's an outstanding South African musician and mostly because she actually tours a lot and she shares stages amongst with other people, you know, such as Emily Sunday abroad. Um, so it's very, very cool. And Ed Sheeran. So that's a biggie. So I want to chat to her and get to know more about her. And then later on, I'll have Kachis Otebe in studio with me. Now, Kachis is an author of an upcoming book titled The Biblical Principles of the Science of Success. And listen, he's still in his 20s and he's an accomplished speaker. He's founded a com- an organization. Like, come on, like you have to salute these sort of people. So it's definitely exciting to just get to chat to them. So if you feel like you want to add into the conversation in any way, shape or form, you know that you can always tweet us at cliffcentral.com or at sia underscore sf. Or you can send us a message on our WeChat official account. It's simply Cliff Central and all you have to do is tap connect and message to show. So let's get the show on the roll. Uh, the ball, the ball really moving right because i have uh, a few interesting um news articles here that i heard about this week and i thought were very very interesting so i just want to chat about them quickly so first and foremost you know that we like to congratulate up-and-coming people who are really going out there and are making a difference and so i heard about this 15 year old boy from colorado in the usa who listen at 15 years old, if you have your head on straight and you actually believe in something and you want to go out there and make your message known, that's a huge thing. Like at 15, you are in grade nine. Grade nine, I still just, yeah, I was just a mess. And so imagine at 15 years old, you walked into the United Nations because you felt you had a cause that was close to your heart and you eloquently stated that. So I think that in itself is a remarkable thing. But this week, um, I'm going to absolutely ambush his name, but I'll try my best here. So let me spell it out first. It's X-I-U-H-T-E-Z-C-A-T-I. Yeah, I'm not going to try, right? So we're with this together. So I'm just going to call him by his surname, Martinez. So that's nice and simple. So Martinez walked into um, the United Nations this week because he feels very strongly about climate change. And he basically feels that not enough is being done about this. Uh, we know that you know, the United Nations is filled with a lot of key players, you know, powerful people who really have the power to go out there and make positive change. But on the 29th of June... He walked in there um, and he spoke to some of the world leaders and he really got them thinking and, and, and trying to make a change about solving climate, uh, you know, reaching a climate agreement. So it's very, very good. And it's awesome that, you know, the United Nations is always pushing world leaders to talk about climate change, you know, in particular as well. But it's good to have goals. But when Martinez got up, he immediately threw some fuel onto this fire. So he basically started off by saying in the last 20 years of negotiations, almost no agreements have been made on a bonding climate recovery plan. I mean, you have world leaders in front of you and to have like 
the courage to actually stand up about something like this. Really, it's absolutely remarkable. You know, frustration with the slow pace is a common thing uh, at the United Nations as well. Uh, Ban Ki-moon even said it. You know, he compared the speed of the negotiations to a snail's pace. A snail's pace. But Martinez believes that climate change isn't just a moral case. It's an issue of life and death. He went on to say, what's at stake right now is the existence of my generation. Uh, Martinez is 15 and he and his friends are actually going to have to deal with the consequences of whatever gets decided today or at this current time with the United Nations. He went on to also add, we need to reconnect with the earth and end this mindset that we have, uh, we have and so that we can go on and take whatever we want without ever giving back. Well, to end that sort of mentality. So as an accomplished writer, he's actually also a hip hop artist. He's a climate warrior and he's just an all round way too impressive 15 year old. So Martinez uh, gets invited to speak at a lot of events like this. And this is actually, get this, at 15 years old, this is the third time he's spoken at the UN alone. And so he knows the drill. He went on to also add, at climate talks, the fossil fuel companies are lobbying in the hallways. Uh, there are a lot of systems in place that are making it so that we're... Um, kind of stuck. So it's the truth of the message, the voice, the passion I bring against the money. Um, and so what about the actual politicians who spoke before him at the conference? Like, I think that's a big daunting thing, but Martinez was not flustered at all. He uh, just added that they were all talking about the same thing in a way. A lot was addressed about needing to take action and wanting to do something, and that's great. But the people are listening. And the people who are listening are the people in the room and that the world's not listening to them. They're not finding ways to relate to this generation. So really, I don't think Martinez is a pessimist. He's actually very realistic in all that he says. He speaks bluntly and from the heart and he cares so deeply. And listen, you just have to watch the video of him actually presenting this to the United Nations. The, his passion is for lack of a better term, infectious. You know, uh, he says it's reassuring. There's a conversation going on. We have to speed up the conversation unless we make the right decision. Unless we make the right decisions, we're going to wind up with a pretty messed up planet. So in order to help make those decisions, Martinez and his organization, Earth Guardians, have come up with a list of 50 simple things you can start to do to reduce your carbon footprint. With every little help, this massive global effort Martinez hopes to kickstart with his speech, of course. And when the nations of the world meet in Paris later this year to draft a new climate agreement, he hopes that uh, this time they'll actually take some serious, no doubt about it, action. And the UN hope so too they gave him a round of applause so dude like martinez wherever you are even though i cannot pronounce your first name <laughs> i still think you're a cool guy and you're making awesome awesome uh headway in really what you believe so that's inspiring stuff on to news of a different kind. We do like to talk about young people. And listen, this may actually be famous young people. We all know Dylan and Cody Sprouse, right? So those um, sweet life of Zach and Cody twins who just go around and they were living the life once upon a time with Disney. Um, and this is when, you know, it's a bit of like a throwback Thursday. Well, it's a... Flashback Friday. There we go. Uh, they recently graduated. And don't you wish, as a twin, at one point would have imagined if you were a twin, uh, that, you know, you'd share a room with them, you'd share clothes, and you'd use, like, twin telepathy. And really, don't judge me with this. If you had a twin, you would also, at one point or another, you'd also love to just, like, fake something. You know, you'd like to switch places and nobody notices. Don't you think that's cool? 
Yes, I know you do. And Dylan and Cody Sprouse did exactly that. So as if they aren't cool enough that they were child stars and now they're flipping rich and they just finished a course um, at New York University. At their actual graduation ceremony, they swapped places. So Dylan actually went up on stage to collect Cody's, um, you know, like his degree and the little shebang and the certificates and Cody uh, vice versa. So really in real life they did that and I think it's quite cool. Um so they graduated from NYU this year and they couldn't help but pull the classic prank for old time's sake. So they actually said we actually re- received each other's diplomas. Uh, in fact if you look at my graduating photo you'll see uh, that's uh, Cole that he actually revealed that. So we just uh, decided, you know, there's no reason not to and no one's going to notice. While switching places in the past has done nothing but get the twins in trouble, at least while like on TV with the whole Dylan and Cody sweet life sweet life of Zach and Thingma Bobby. As, uh, this time, the swap went off without a hitch because honestly, who can tell these two apart? So that was kind of cool. Once again, as if we aren't envious enough of what you guys do, I'm even envious that you guys are cool enough to switch places at your graduation. And so rounding off the news, very, very interesting. Young people going out there and doing awesome stuff. Um, this one is kind of serious as well, but it's justified. Her name is... um. Louie Lane, and she's a YouTuber. So this is a young girl who, you know, would be deemed by society as like being plus size. And I really hate that term. I really don't even feel like there's a need for that term. Um, but, you know, she does her videos on YouTube as a plus size girl with bikinis on or tight fitting clothes. And, you know, she feels comfortable. So go on with your bad self. But you know how the Internet is. Everybody always feels brave behind the trappings of a keyboard and they can just comment however or whatever they like to do. Um, so, you know, they really have been very, very cruel with her most recently talking about her body why does she need to show herself off like that and so in a typical youtuber way and i think in a very kick-ass way uh louis lane just basically shut down all of her body shamer haters in the best way possible so she just released a new video uh that tackles her body positivity directly um and it's called why fat girls shouldn't wear bikinis and so here's a little clip of what she had to say about all of this Hi, my loves. Today I am doing a different kind of video for you. I'm in the backyard at my dad's house. Um, I'm back home in Georgia visiting right now. I was working on a project for you guys, and I thought I would pop out here and do sort of a sit-down video of something that has been very discussed recently on my channel. We recently surpassed, I think, like 11 million views on YouTube, which is insane. But I've realized in a lot of my videos, I have been wearing the swimsuits. And through my trial and error on YouTube, I've learned that apparently fat girls in bikinis get a lot of mixed reviews. So I thought I would give you a list today of the reasons why fat girls shouldn't wear bikinis. Apparently, let's go. The first thing I'm told a lot, whether it is people messaging me or leaving comments, is that bikinis don't look good on bigger girls. I'm going to have to disagree. I didn't realize that there was a meeting and all of the people who were allowed to come in and decide what was attractive and what was not are now commenters on YouTube. The second thing that I'm told a lot is that it makes people uncomfortable. So seeing this much skin on a bigger woman makes someone else uncomfortable. Again, why is it that someone else can dictate that you are not allowed to put something on your body that makes them uncomfortable? Other body types are not told this. Fit women and shape women are not told to take off their running shorts because it makes other people uncomfortable. 
thin women are not told to stop wearing whatever they're wearing because it makes someone else uncomfortable. So I'm going to call bull on that one and ask why someone who is larger should have to cover more square inches of their body because your brain cannot somehow process that there is a person in front of you in minimal clothing. Yeah, talk about sit down. I think that's absolutely cool. Listen, if you have the platform to voice your opinion, then go ahead and do it. And I think you, usually people get picked on because it's just easier um, on online and nobody actually says anything about it. But actually, like, you know, this actual video has been viewed over 2 million times on YouTube and such an awesome positive message. So that's cool. And, you know, usually on comments as well, people just also get way, way overboard and they're highly, highly critical of things. But um, some of the comments that stood up for me was someone who actually said um, the state of her health has absolutely zero to do with whether or not she should be able to wear a bikini. She's not promoting obesity. She's promoting the idea that people should be able to wear what they want without having their choices judged by other people simply because the other person doesn't like it. And then Erica also said, I love how people put on this facade of caring about people's health. There are millions of skinny people in the world who, because of their high metabolism, pile their bodies full of the most absolute the worst foods but don't gain the weight from it this doesn't mean that they are healthy i don't see anyone complaining about skinny people's health even if they are in fact living an unhealthy lifestyle so don't pretend to care about health when you know damn well you wouldn't be concerned about what she was putting into her body if her body fits your ideals of beauty there are people in the world who despite eating healthier and exercising will never be skin and bones so just as some people who eat completely horrible food never gain weight some people who eat completely healthy never lose weight past a certain point so you know it's to louis lane and all of her positive supporters i salute you i think that's absolutely cool to make a stand in that way and hey just be nice that's all it doesn't take a lot just be nice you don't have to text and type things that are just horrible on youtube get it peace love and happiness like flash a peace sign and let's move on Thank you. So onto someone who I'm excited to chat about. Um, I just heard about her story and I was like, listen, she's about to perform tomorrow. I think I should get her on the line. She's doing amazing, amazing things. If you can say in your career, even though it's just summer kicked off, that you share stages with Ed Sheeran and Emily Sunday, I think you deserve a good pat on the back. So that's why I have Lisa Golden on the line. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. So, listen, I just think you're having, you know, great, amazing success, and it's rightfully so as well. So, first and foremost, congratulations on everything you've been achieving thus far. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So, if we were to simply just backtrack, where and who is Lisa Golden and where is she actually from? I'm from Joburg, and I decided to go to the UK for a few years, explore my songwriting opportunities there. Uh-huh. And I landed up singing um, across Ibiza um, and most of the Middle East and then in Asia, Beijing and Singapore. Um, and then I decided to come back home after living in Dubai and working with a producer uh-huh. to um, pursue my songwriting properly and then landed up being signed to David Gresham Records. I love how you just nonchalantly throw out like Dubai and I swear you're living like the rock star lifestyle. So... <laughs> That's awesome stuff. So you came back to focus on your songwriting. How's that process been for you thus far? It's been fantastic. It's been really awesome. Been working with them um, from about July 2013, and then eventually signed with them last year, April. Uh-huh. And um, we released our first single this year in January called "Really Doesn't Matter," 
and receiving amazing, amazing responses from it. Awesome. And how do you go into that whole songwriting phase of your career? Are you getting very personal? Did you just decide I'm at a point where, you know, I'm not about pleasing people anymore and I'm just going to be honest? Or, you know, how, how was it for you personally? I write from the heart and then you then take yourself out of the picture and commercialize it afterwards because you've got to, you've got to relate to people. So you can't just sing about yourself the whole time. Yeah. So yeah. it's important that you start with your heart first and then, and then you reach out and then you see what touches people. And, you know, you, there's a, there's a, it's a long process. You don't just write it and then that's it, done. You'll yeah. tweak it and perfect it until it's absolutely um, ready to deliver so that you can actually relate to people, touch people, and they just go out and buy millions of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, really, and that is truly then clearly the, the success, well, the backing to the success of being called South Africa's emerging artist. Well, like, how do titles like that make you feel? Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. That is definitely worth a woohoo and a half. It's, it, That's it, incredible. Yeah. Does it feel like all the hard work is actually paying off now? Yes, it's starting to getting that recognition because I've been out of the territory for so long. Um, to be able to receive that is it's just like nice kudos to go right. Let's rumble. We're gonna do this even better and just keep soaring and yeah, keep on making it. That's awesome. So listen, I've been doing my my fair share of stalking. You know, it's healthy yeah. stalking. <laughs> and, you know, the more I read up on you, Lisa, the more like I see comments such as, you know, she's electrifying on stage and it's just simply amazing. So like, congratulations once again. But, you Thank know, you. when we talk about your live performances, we also have to m- mention the likes of Ed Sheeran and Emily Sande. Let's explain that. How is it like actually being being able to perform with a the caliber of artists like that? So Ed Sheeran, I used to run a singer-songwriter um, little showcase in London, and mm-hmm. he was about, um, I think he was 14 years old when he came with his dad. Oh, he wow. Was just, he was so, he's such a baby, and it was, it was incredible. Um, and then I played at the Pugal Club, and it was actually Jessie J that I played with, and she was the headliner. Yeah. And her voice is just, it's just remarkable. She is absolutely incredible as an artist. And, it's, you know, I, I look up to, I have all these icons and I listen to all their music and what, how they write and yeah. how they connect, how they use their voices. And, yeah, it's, it's been an incredible, you know, it's always so fantastic to benchmark with other artists, but you don't really compare and compete. It's more of, wow, that's incredible. I'm going to step off the stage and not sing a note again. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, Lisa, I have to say, we, on behalf of a lot of people out there, we definitely look up to you. So it's absolutely awesome. Where can we find your music, though? You know, we have hashtag uh, really doesn't matter. You know, we'll start hashtagging that all over the place. Where can we get your music and where can we see you perform as well? It's um, on iTunes and Amazon and all digital outlets. So it'll be on Apple Music as well. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm performing at the Craft Festival on the 1st of August at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I've got my live band. We actually won a position, like, um, we won a spot on the main stage. So it was alongside the police draw. So oh, it's gonna be, yeah, it's going to be absolutely rocking. It's like all wine and beer and food and <laughs> not a bad combination at not all. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> not the worst. And yeah. I understand you're also performing tomorrow, right? Saturday the 4th of July. 
Yes, I'm performing up at Mabalingue um, in the afternoon. And as well as that, over the chocolate and coffee affair at Monte Casino on the 17th of July, I'm performing at the Southern Sun Hotel. Fantastic. Is there a website where we can get more info on you or a Facebook page? Definitely. www.goldenlisa.com and it's golden with an I. Yes, G-O-L-D-I-N-L-I-S-A. That's the one. Fantastic. Lisa, wrapping things up, let's speak things into existence. Can we expect a Grammy for Lisa, for Lisa in the next five years? Where do we want to be soon? Uh, definitely that. Um, film, TV, advertising, global recognition, all of that. Basically world domination. <laughs> yes, I want to rule the world. <laughs> Rightfully so. Lisa, thank you so much for being on the line with us. All the best, hey? Thank you so much, Sia. We'll definitely be bumping out Really Doesn't Matter soon enough right here on cliffcentral.com. That's awesome. Thank you. Have a fab day. Keep well, keep well. Cheers, cheers. You too. Cheers. Uh, see, awesome stuff. People out there, young people out there going out there and making a difference. I mean, being able to share the stage with Ed Sheeran. Now he's all up on that sing and the guitar and the he's all the cool thing in town you'll be like no sorry i rubbed shoulders with Ed Sheeran way back in the day so that's what untapped talent is all about this is cliffcentral.com my name is sia song when you fin cliffcentral.com band-aids don't fix bullet holes you say sorry just for show if you live like that you live with ghosts mm-hmm. if you love like that Ah, that's Taylor Swift with Bad Blood. Listen, this is Untapped Talent on cliffcentral.com. And I usually don't give a lot of love to Miss T. Swivel. So I think let's do something different right about now. I know there are a lot of, what do they call them? Tay hearts? Sweet, swift hearts. I don't know. It's like a play on sweetheart, whatever. We'll move past it. But um I just saw this recently online as well. So there's... You know, there's being a fan of music and when you appreciate music, that's one thing. And then it's another when you go above and beyond and you really start making extra efforts. So I heard this recently. You know, we just played Bad Blood right now. If you don't, if you have never heard it, if you haven't even seen the video, then just do yourself a favor. Be up with popular culture because the music video, there's like 401 celebrities who are Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's friends. There we go. <laughs> In the music video. And then from a previous album, you know Taylor Swift's song, um, We Are Never Getting Back Together? That annoying one that's still just stuck in your head and I just mentioned the name now and now you're singing it. Well, there's a Taylor Swift fan who just basically merged and mashed up the two songs. And I have to admit, it kind of sounds cool and catchy. So let me just play a little bit of it for you. Cause baby, now we got
Kind of horribly cheesy, but isn't it good? Let me let me retain some street cred, and then we'll totally pretend like this did not happen at all. Because my guest is already judging me as well. Let's get him all wrapped up and all ready in studio to go as well. So I'm chatting to quite an accomplished young man, for lack of a better term. Kahi so teb. Morning, kahi so. Hi, guys. Doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. No, it's nice and early. It's a Friday. Yeah, thanks you're, for having me. <laughs> exactly. You're a very busy man, but you took some time out for us. Actually, you make me sound so accomplished. Listen, it is. <laughs> you know, you're making me sound better than what I actually am. You know, someone is very accomplished and very serious about himself and life in general by everything that they do. You know, a simple conversation over the phone that we had yesterday resulted in like oh, a no. whole <laughs> scientific just. Justification of Kahuso's personality. Ah, uh, classic. <laughs> will, you, will you explain this or should I? Uh, go for it. Okay. So Let, I, let's see your side. I want to hear your side. I called Kahuso and right now this is like a first sort of time impression. Like I don't know this guy. <laughs> and he says hello in like this peculiar way. Ambush. So I'm like, it, it kind of sounded like he was just, <laughs> he was not 100% there mentally. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, I don't understand what's going on. This is kind of awkward. Maybe I shouldn't even talk to this guy. So explain that, Kakiso. I'm shocked how I got the interview off that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Shocking. Oh, well, listen, um, usually when I, when I answer unknown calls, mm-hmm. I'm never on a, you know, hello. I, I never answer my phone. Reason being with a hello. It just, it just seems so, so plain. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm very different. I'm weird. A lot of a lot of people tell that I am very weird. So, one of the ways I show my weirdness is in answering my phone. So, for example, if it's if it's family, if it's people that I know, it's like, "Yo, talk to me." Hey, uh-huh. Um, if it's if it's on a number, it's like, "Yeah, hello, oh. you know." <laughs> That's exactly what yeah, I got. That's ex- what exactly. I got. <laughs> yeah. So I'm 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 never I'm I'm never kind of I'm never normal. Nothing I do is normal. I'll be honest. Huh. So. You know, I, I try to express that in, in all, all things possible, basically. Yes. And so that's why even with the interview this morning, I was like, well, you know, the show starts at nine, so you can be at half past oh, eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I will be there at seven. I was like, no, I was here really, at seven. there's yeah. no problem. And you said, why did you have to be early? No, I'm just, you know, the, the, the early bird catches success sleeping. Mm. That's what I feel. You see now. <laughs> and usually I'm, I, I usually arrive at, you know, venues two hours before, so I get some reading time done. Wow. So in my car right now, there's a huge Ellen James the source. So I was le- I'm reading As a Man Think It. So I, I, I tend to kind of give myself an hour at least or, or an hour and a half just to kind of be alone, be one with myself and mm-hmm. just catch up with some reading or just, you know, get myself in a peak state of mind to do what I'm about to do. So that's, it's, it's weird, but yeah, it, it's helped me thus far in terms of doing whatever I'm doing. 
So this is when I break out and say, people, this is the definition of young people in South Africa. <laughs> We're weird. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's a very good thing. So I don't even know how to begin to start describing you or encapsulate don't, all that you do. Don't make me seem good. Uh, author? <laughs> yeah. Is that sufficient for you? That's decent. Author speaker. Done. Author and speaker. Yeah. Done. When did your love for being able to express yourself and to go out there spreading positive messages well, start? I'll, I'll, I'll start. I actually started speaking a year ago. A year or so. Uh huh. Okay. After I left my job. Well, okay. You started speaking professionally. Yeah. You started actually. speaking. Yeah. I, I was speaking from, <laughs> and I'm sure two, three years old. That's I was slow. <laughs> I'd be worried if you started speaking just a year ago. Yes. Ambush. Ambush. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started speaking a year ago professionally. Uh huh. And, um, I'm sure a month or so after that, I, I decided to work on my book. But, um, the whole speaking thing came from having been stuck in a position where you're forced to kind of do what society says do. Uh-huh. Bear with me. Everyone said, listen, go to school, get a degree, get a job, and you'll be successful. That's what society paints. Mm-hmm. And we kind of said, okay, fine. Let's go for that. Yeah. So I went to UJ for two years. I dropped out. Cause what were you studying? My first year, once again, I'm weird. My first year, I did education. Uh-huh. And, and, and from then on, I knew that I actually wanted to speak and wanted to teach. Okay, and the second year, because of obviously pressure from family, I I, I started uh, studying information systems, okay. which which was yeah shocking. So even though you studied education, you knew that you wanted to teach, but yeah. not in a classroom. Not in a classroom, yeah. And then information systems, where did that? Yeah, that came from Bamisal. Apparently, I was good with technology. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's a general thing. So like, how did do IT? Come yeah, on. Yeah, let, let's totally because try this out. Even there's though there's jobs, there's everything. Yeah. So like, yeah, why not? You yeah. Know? But, um, after obviously dropping out, I spent a year just kind of getting to know myself. Cause a lot of us, we don't know who we truly are. So I, 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 I spent a year just say, listen, who am I? Mm-hmm. I started reading books. I started studying, you know, I, I found Christianity. I, I, I just started to become a student of life. Yeah, I started reading and everything. And often I said, listen, I've learned so much. I want to share this. Mm -hmm. I want to share this with the world. I want to share this with as many people as I can find. Yeah. And, and I started working and I hated my job for six months. Uh, you know, I hated my job, you know, find the paycheck was there, but I was like, you know, know, this is, this can't be life. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to leave this. I'm going to leave. I'm going to do something. I don't know what, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. And out of that, Obviously, going to seminars and workshops, and you know, I I, I decided, listen, I'm I'm going to teach people, and and that's yeah, I I just teach people. I'm not a motivational speaker. I I just teach people principles that I've learned to yeah. kind of help me get to where I've gotten in life, and, and that's what I do. I find that very interesting because I actually recently uh, read this article as well, dissecting the working generation Y. Yeah. Um, and which went very in depth in explaining that, you know, we are these young up and comers, for lack of a better term, we're like Oprah babies, where we often talk about our purpose and what fulfills us and our passion and, you know, what we really, what really means a lot yeah. to us in life, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas our predecessors, they were like, you know, you go to school, you finish yeah, that, yeah. you work. To just have a living. So it, it was very fascinating to sort of contrast it to, that way. To, to and I feel understand like, yeah. that. Understand it fully. You need to understand, um, the fact that our predecessors, our parents, grandparents, they grew up in a different time. Mm-hmm. Okay. For them, it was obviously, it was about making a living. Yeah. You know, 
And what was the only way of making a living for them was, was going to work. Mm-hmm. And remember, they didn't necessarily go to school. So they don't have the qualifications to make an amazing living. So for them, it was always because I didn't go to school, because I, I didn't have a degree in, in, in A, B, and C, I'm going to push my daughter, my son to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's why. To almost live vicariously yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, To fulfill okay. what I want to do. But yeah. with us, because we become so conscious at a very young age, it, for us, it's not about just going to work. You know, it's not about making money. Mm-hmm. Listen, you'll make money. You don't, in fact, making, rather, going to work for money is the worst thing you can do. We go to work for fulfillment. Money is made differently. You can make money from all sorts of sources. That's why people have um, five, six, seven streams of income. Yeah. Money is made differently. You don't work for money. Money works for you. So the minute you, you find out that, listen, this is my purpose, what I'm here for, what I'm, here for. I'm here to do A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, money follows you. All of a sudden, you got sponsors, you got this, you got that, because money or success is attracted to yeah. the person you become. That's why our parents, most of them, aren't necessarily successful because they haven't attracted success. Success they, is something. But, yeah. Exactly. You attract success by being the person. It's, it's like trying to catch the sun rays. You have to position yourself differently. And that's what happens with success and money. Once you do that, you attract success and money because it follows you. So not to sound very full of ourselves, but yeah. do is it fair to say that this generation has our head on straight? I don't want to rattle cages here. Some of us. Not most of us, but yeah. some of us. Yeah. Those that do, we really do. Those that don't, really don't. Hmm. But, you know, it, it's a matter of trying to fight off the system. I think it was, um, I think it was John Demartini said that, well, it wasn't John Demartini, but I heard from him. He said that the hardest thing to do is to go against the norm. Mm-hmm. Because the norm right now is go to varsity, get a degree. Get a job, be safe, comfort zone. Yeah. But the hardest thing to do is to be yourself. Know yourself, be yourself, and to your own soul be true. Yo. Yeah, like, where did this come from, Kachiso? Like, <laughs> was Kachiso always like this? Was he the philosophical one in preschool? <laughs> like, that is not a red crayon. <laughs> that is a crayon that symbolizes. No, not even. Like, what is? No, no, not even. I, I, listen. I, where did I, you grow up? Um, I grew up in, in Benoni, in mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I was never a philosopher. I, I was never like that. I-, I just wanted to obviously motivate people. I've always been a thing of, I want to inspire people. I want to inspire people. I just don't know how. Yeah. But the minute I, I, I got to know myself and I, I, I got to find out who I truly am, everything came into place. And that's what happens. When you go on the journey within, the mm-hmm. outside automatically matches what's on the inside. But a lot of us, we, we're trying to fix the outside and trying to, Forget the inside. Are you with me? Yeah. So the, the outside is a mere reflection of, 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 of the inside. So your success is only a reflection of your inner success. Your success is a reflection of your inner success. Yeah, after success, yeah. Got it. So were you, you know, just as a teenager as well, were you, would you have to say that you've been able to make the right life decisions because Listen, you've had it's, this it's, outlook? It's, to be honest, it's all by the grace of God. It's all the grace of God done. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've made some horrible decisions in my life. Wow. And I'm just blessed enough not to have had them, you know, manifest themselves <laughs> physically. <laughs> you know, so I'm, Been I'm able to keep them in check. Yeah. Under the yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Something. I'm, I'm pretty fortunate in terms of, you know, grace of God has kept me. But, um, as I said, I've made some bad decisions, but I've learned from them mm-hmm. because we never truly fail in life. We only learn lessons. 
every single thing in life is about learning lessons. Every mistake. It's, it's nothing is ever in the way, but on the way. And, and the problem with us is that we never see it as that. We always see, oh, wow, this is, this is on the way of my success. It's mm. actually, you know, uh, on the way to where you're going. You just have to pick up the lesson and keep moving. Look at him with different perspectives. It's not in the way, it's on the way, he says. But who were your influences growing up? Who did you look up to for inspiration? It was mostly, you know, uh, sports people, you know. Your, your were you a sporty guy as well? Yeah, yeah, I played football. Ah. I think. You th- what, what does I think? I did everything. I did everything, actually. Okay. I did everything. <laughs> I did everything. You know, a jack of trades master. No, absolutely I, none. I did everything. So. I think I would be able to say I played rugby, I think. Not a chance. I ran onto the field with the rugby ball. I threw it. Then I realized, like, the yeah, ref yeah, called. Yeah, it wasn't for you. <laughs> he said it was something called a forward pass. I was like, oh. So the yeah, rugby yeah. ball's not meant to go. There forward. we go. So I can say I think, but you, you were different. Okay, into- I, I, play, I play football. Uh-huh. Um, I play cricket as well. I did a bit of chess ish. Um, I did athletics. Yeah, I was always ready to do any and everything because I felt like I wanted to find my sweet spot, mm-hmm. and um, I sucked at essentially <laughs> all of it. <laughs> so, so, so obviously having sucked at everything, you kind of just you know. Yeah, this is not me. Yeah. You know? So you kind of sit down and say, wait, let me just try and read some books, see what happens. Maybe, maybe that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it was, it was sportsman, you know, Ronaldo, um, essentially Ronaldo, to be honest. Yeah. Because of his hard work. Yeah. I, I admire hard work. I'm not talented in any way. I'm not. I just try my best to work hard. And I admire people that aren't necessarily too talented, but just work hard. Yeah. Because nothing, nothing will substitute hard work. And what sort of friends did you keep at a young age? Because I heard this uh, quote most recently. And I didn't know whether to side with yeah, it or whether friends. to see. Yeah, like your your value is, is in the friends you keep. First of all, That's do you true. agree with that? That's true. No, I, I agree. I agree. Some um, people do who say. Who you have but, coffee with is who you are, really. Okay. Yeah. Um, In terms of friends, I, I, I never kept a lot of friends. In fact, I, I, I still don't. I have very, very few friends. Like a handful of yeah, handful. ride or die people. Yeah, yeah. handful. And, and over the years, I've obviously alternated. I've had people come in, people go out. But I've kept a certain number of people around me. And those are generally people that I feel as if I can help and they can help me. Mm-hmm. You know, friendship, relationships, it, it's all about what can I get? How can I benefit? What can I give? It's always an exchange. Yeah. You, you never have friends just for the sake of, well, we're chilling. You know, we're doing absolutely nothing. We're chilling. Yeah. Uh, it's always a matter but of. But isn't that necessary sometimes? You just want to just. Let me, tell you, let me tell you something. Chill. Let me tell you something. If you want to be successful, if you truly want to make a difference and, and, and God and, and, and do amazing things in the universe, there is no time to chill. There is no time to chill. Your kachis is going to make me like. <laughs> I'm depressing you. <laughs> Next time I watch like my 600 pound life on TLC, I'll hear those words and I'll get up and I'll... But but here's the thing. We don't want to do the same things. You know, I I guarantee you, perhaps you don't want to change the world. Perhaps you don't want to perhaps author a hundred books. You don't want to do all these things. You want to be a multi-millionaire. Perhaps you don't have the same values that I do. Mm -hmm. Values determine discipline. It's what we value that determines our discipline. It, it is whatever vision we have of ourselves that will determine the things we do. So, for example, I, I, I don't go out partying. I don't drink. I don't smoke. In fact, I'm single because I'm fully focused on my vision. I'm yeah. trying to achieve something. Yeah. And I, I feel as if I can't take time off. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll get home and go, well, I'll get some Big Bang Theory. But that's usually like 45 minutes and then I'm done. Yeah. And it's back to reading, back to thinking, back to kind of figuring out the next clue, the next puzzle to 
to get me where I, where I need to get. So we can't necessarily judge people who no, we can't. value different things. No, we can't. Or, we can't. Because we, we have can't. different ambitions as well. Exactly. Okay. No, I've got we, it. We should never do that. We should never try and, 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 and project our values on someone else. Yeah. Because we, we then puff ourselves up and feel, oh, uh, you know, amazing. Neither should we uh, uh, decrease ourselves by having um, people project their values on us. Mm-hmm. That's how we lose ourselves. Find out who you are, what's your value, and then be congruent. Live that life, and that's how you become a leader. Ah, that you know, this is why I can now tell that he's a corporate speaker. <laughs> he goes out there and he wows people because I'm now sitting here like making mental notes. <laughs> so listen, when we're talking about your values, I think it's only necessary to somewhat puff you up here on the show as well. <laughs> so at 23, you founded a non-profit organization. Yeah. Let's chat about that. Well, in the beginning phases, actually, my. My biggest value is I want to fund the gospel of Jesus. That's okay. it. So through my organization, I'm going to fund churches. I'm going to fund charity groups, orphanages, you name it. And it's, it's called? Um, the Motive Company. Uh-huh. Okay. The Motive meaning that the why. For me, the why is is all these things that I've just mentioned. Uh-huh. That's why I do what I do. That's why I wake up. That's why I'm, you know, I'm, even when I have down days, I still say, listen, keep going. Because I have the bigger picture, I have the vision, and that's my why. So that's the motive. So even though you know we might not be out there, and we want to fund, found you know uh, the motive company. Yeah. How do we go about following what we want to do, though? Yeah, right. right. Wait, repeat the question. How do we go about <laughs> harnessing, you know, sitting just in the initial, oh, I have an idea phase, to actually going out there and making it happen? Okay. Well, listen, ideas mean nothing. Okay, if if you don't kind of go for them. So whatever idea you have, just go for it. Yeah. Take the opportunity. Talk to people. Ask people. Um, you'll be surprised because, you know, the greatest scripture says, ask and it shall be given to you. Knock mm-hmm. on the door, it shall be open. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what's about it. If, if we never ask, if we never seek, if we never search, we'll never find. So yeah. if you have an idea, just go out and try something. Speak to people. You'll be surprised. So is that your whole um, motive as well with this this upcoming book that you yeah yeah it's it's basically principles were well, you never daunted with like i'm still young what do i have to write about or like how will the reception be when it's officially done let me like, tell you everyone has a book everyone has a book in them yeah I, I could for example your life experiences you could put that out in a book and i could benefit from that mm-hmm. everyone has a book in them the problem is that we're trying to write this 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 21 irrefutable laws of leadership to sell it 200 million copies in the first week no 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 yeah, it's about getting that that book done, and then whoever you meet, have mm-hmm. that as a source of service for them. Mm-hmm. It's all about service. He who serves is he who is greater. Wow! So it's all about service. Wealth is built through service. Yeah, people find a greater need to serve. So it's not about making money, but serving. And when you serve, I guarantee you, you become you, you, you attract money. If you look at Bill Gates, yeah. If you look at Apple, yeah. These are all service provided. That's why they're billionaires. It's all about service. Okay, so what's the sort of thrill you get when you're in front of a crowd of people? Snap. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it, it's just for me. It's just knowing that I'm going to share my truth. Knowing that I'm going to share something I believe in. Yeah. And and I might affect someone's life, even if it's one person. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, sometimes it's just. One percent, but knowing that I'm going to affect one person and that person could take their life to a whole new level, mm-hmm. man, that's that's it for me. 
Yeah. It's, it's all about changing one person's life. What's the biggest uh, or best experience you've ever encountered in a public speech? Um, the first time I went out, I spoke at a school in, in, in the East Rand, I think it was Willowmore. And I spoke, I spoke, I spoke. And it was um, a question, a question answer phase. And um, someone asked me this, this amazing question. And I just stood there still. I, I listened to myself for the first time ever. I said, listen, let me just listen to the voice within, mm-hmm. the still voice. And um, I kept quiet for a second or so. And I asked that person. And obviously the person got my numbers. And later on, the person said, listen, man, I don't know what you did, how you did, but I was going through such a tough time. Yeah. And your answer just, it, 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 it formed the last piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And thank you very much. I was like, well, that's what I do. I, uh, that's, I, I would only assume that's yeah. like the best thing that's you can it, ever hear in your, in your realm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why when I speak to schools, I, I usually give my, my, my numbers, my email, just so I can interact. Yeah. Because the whole, the reason I do this is for you. The mm-hmm. reason I speak is to help you help yourself. So if I'm not, if, if I'm all of a sudden Mr. Celebrity and, you know, don't talk to me, don't do this, I've, I've missed the mark. Yeah. So for me, it's about helping people. And the best way is, I will do whatever it, you can call me up at 12. Yeah. I'm, I'm asleep. You can go over to talk and I'll answer you. Yeah. I'll give you my time. That must be absolutely awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, you know, let's talk about these hashtags. So you hashtag different things on different social media. Yeah. yeah. Is, is that like all about, uh, you know, just motivating and inspiring as well? Yeah, so yeah. on Twitter, you hashtag success living and Instagram, you hashtag inspiring underscore change. What's yeah. that all about? Well, Success living, see, success is not like an event. Mm-hmm. Success is is a process. So the minute you say, I'm going to do A, B, and C, right there and there, you're successful. So your life becomes a success. It just shows up the day you have these things manifest. That's what success is. It's like failure. If you failed an exam, it's not because you failed on the test day. You failed the day you don't study. Right there and there, you fail. So success should be a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. So that's success. Living. I am going to at least be saying that three more times today. <laughs> I am my lifestyle is success. <laughs> so with 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 the Instagram, um, inspiring underscore change. It's it's all about inspiring, changing people. Mm-hmm. Change is perhaps the best thing that could happen to anyone. I changed. I used to be not this person, so I changed. So now I'm inspiring change. Yeah. But the biggest underscore or the biggest hashtag that I that I put out is the one on Facebook, Morning Inspiration. Mm-hmm. I, I I love that because right there and there I share every experience I have. I share whatever I need to share in terms of helping people get inspired for their I don't believe motivation. Motivation yeah. is a symptom, not a solution. When you live truly congruent and you're inspired, you don't need motivation. Motivation yeah. in fact when you say you need motivation to help you um do something that's important in your life that thing is not important. You never need motivation. So I inspire people. I, I, I help people kind of learn principles to get them moving forward. Mm-hmm. So I inspire people. Inspiration comes from within. You inspire people when you're living authentic because you are in spirit. We are spirit. So you oh. inspire means in spirit. So there I was thinking I'll have a speaker and so <laughs> We'll talk about presentations and we'll have banners and we'll talk about how to handle a crowd. And here we are now. We, we're hashtag inspired and hashtag changed. I hope so. <laughs> so thank you so much for stopping by this it's a morning. Pleasure. Listen, where can we get more info on you and where can we contact you as well? Obviously Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm always there. You got my numbers. Yes. Um, uh, people can email you as well. As well. Yeah. 
And uh-huh. um, in fact, on the 31st of this of July, I'll be with Gareth Cliff at uh, UP. Awesome. Young Leaders um, Seminar, speaking there alongside the circle and them. Uh, in fact, on the t- 21st of this this month as well, I'll be in, in Cape Town. Uh, shout out to uh, my girl Cecilia. Who's so you're here then everywhere. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> helping, helping anyone really find the way to yeah, success. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's your that's byline of yeah. note. So Kagiso, K-A-G-I-S-O dot T-H-E-B-E at iCloud.com. That's where people can contact you. For sure, yeah. Awesome, awesome stuff. Thank you so much for, for stopping by this morning. Thanks like I've me. just, we'll listen to this again and we'll take some inspiration <laughs> and we'll feel good. But it's, you know, it's time to chill. It's a Friday, so thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to my guests for stopping by, for, for uh, information and inspiration galore. And most importantly, thank you so much for listening once again. So it's another Friday. It's another edition of Untapped Talent done and dusted. Until next week, same time, 9 a.m., right on cliffcentral.com. My name is Sia, and I'll see you. Cliffcentral.com.